0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 556 and session number 174 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast as we sit around having a cup of coffee. At least I am. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But if you are, let's have some coffee together. What do you say? So today I am fired up because we are going to be talking again once again, about email marketing. And the question that I received was, and it's a good one, a lot of people wonder this, Scott, isn't email marketing dead and should I still build a list? Great question, and we're gonna address that. Even though, We may see a decline in people reading emails. There's things that we can do to uh, really keep it alive, in my opinion, and there's also cool things that we can do with that email list, and uh, I will talk all about that when I address this question and when I answer it. Before I do, I want to remind you that if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you got to do is head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask and leave a question right there. All right. Now, if you've been paying attention over on my YouTube channel, you probably already noticed that I answer these questions over there, and that's where this recording will come from. You can also leave a question either about this or maybe for a future episode right there on my YouTube channel as well. So if you have not went over and checked out the YouTube channel for TAS, head over to TheAmazingSellerTV.com. Again, that's TheAmazingSellerTV.com. Com. I've been spending some time over there and I've been really firing up that whiteboard of mine. I'm getting a lot of use out of that. And uh, a lot of you have been uh, sending some really positive feedback on those and really said just keep them coming. I've, I've had a bunch of people say I really like this whole pace method that you're breaking down and these four pillars. And I'm breaking it down over there on the whiteboard. I've already done a mini series here on the podcast. What I'm gonna do, because this isn't going away, this is something that we're gonna continue to be working on and explaining and diving into because I believe that these four pillars are the most important pillars in any business. You know, right now, you've probably heard me talk recently about our private clients that we're working with or our inner circle members. Uh, You know, these businesses are doing well over 350 to 500,000 and into the millions as far as how much money they're generating in their business. But the thing that we're working on in the in the common thread in all of these businesses pretty much are they still need to focus on these four areas. So what we do is we kind of take this, this framework, if you will, these four pillars, and then we start to analyze a business and see where they're strong, where they're weak, and then we start to work on those things. The cool thing is, is we can go back and we can tweak any one of these areas, but if you are just starting... You want to get started on the right track, right? And you want to be in that P of Pace and the preparation and foundation because that is really, really important. And then when we get into the A, which is the attention and the C, the cultivation, and then the ex- the E, the expansion, um, it all just starts to kind of work together. And then you start to build this, this really solid brand. So if you are interested in checking out Pace, if you haven't done so, which I really think you should, um, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash pace, and you can, uh, you can go through all of that training over there. Free, by the way. Yeah, that's right, free. You can go over there and check it all out. And I have had some people reach out to me and ask me a little bit more about the inner circle, about our uh, private clients that we're working with. It's a very, very small group that we work with. We keep it to 10 or less, and um, right now, we are actually getting ready to meet for our first quarterly meeting, and we spend two days together working on these businesses, and really one of the main things that we work on is uh, is focusing on these areas of pace, but we really work on uh, building out those systems outside of that one channel and getting themselves set up so we have a wider reach within our brand and and all of that stuff. So if you are interested, if you're at the, I would say if you're at the $500,000 mark in revenue per year and you're interested in working with us or filling out an application because it is by application, we don't work with everyone, we want to make sure that you're the right fit, um, you can head over to tasinnercircle.com. Again, that's TASInnerCircle.com, and you can read all the details there. I'm really looking for, and this is what I think all of our Inner Circle members are, is they're our dream clients. They're the ones that we know we can turn a few dials or flip a few switches and get them dialed in because marketing is our specialty. That's what myself and my team have gotten to be really good at through experience, through doing this for years, not just Amazon. And it's really cool to be able to see someone that's doing so well on one channel. And then if you add some of these other components that we're talking about, like we can 2X, 3X, or even quadruple a business just by using these marketing things and building these brands using the PACE model, really. So if you're interested, if you're at that level, check that out. I will, again, link everything up. Uh, If you go to TASInnerCircle.com, you can check it out. All right? So... Before we jump into the question of the day, let me give you some thoughts that have been kind of flowing around in my head. There's always a lot of thoughts kind of going around in my head, but this one here is pretty recent, and I've talked about this before, but I'm talking about it again because a lot of businesses don't realize the power in this, and I think we all know it, but we don't really value it as much as we should, and what I'm talking about here is customer service, so here is a customer service reminder from Scott, all right, and here's why. Uh, I was at Starbucks the other day. We got done with lunch. My wife and I, we eat lunch together every single day uh, unless I'm traveling, but yeah, pretty much every day we have lunch together, and uh, you know, after lunch, I said, you know what, kind of in the mood for a coffee. Let's go over in Starbucks and let's have some coffee, but before that, let me kind of back up a little bit. At lunch, we were commenting on our waitress. She was just so, I mean, happy and bubbly and energetic and accommodating and took care of us, right, and she didn't feel like, we were, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes you're, you're in a restaurant and you feel like the, the waitress or the waiter is just going through the motions and they're faking. We, we felt that she was authentic. Like she really just wanted to serve people. Like she really, I mean, I'm, she's like, I'm here. I might as well do a good job. I might as well be nice to people. And you know what, when I'm sitting there right now, you know what I'm going to tip this waitress or waiter, I'm always taking that stuff in consideration and I understand what they do. So I over tip When it's at that point, you know, like generally like people are doing like 20%. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do 25 for this girl because you know what? She earned it. Right. And she is doing this business, a great service. And I'll, a lot of times let the manager know, like I didn't in this case, but I do a lot of times and it makes me, you know, feel like this person genuinely wanted to make sure that we did it, you know, have a good lunch. Right. And it's simple, but it's so powerful. Right? If I was to go in and lead a team inside of a restaurant, I would go all the way from the person that's greeting the people all the way, you know and sitting people down like the hostess, that person, and then I would go to the waitress and the waiters, and then I would go to the people that were maybe bringing out the food and then I'd go to the bus you know bus boy, bus girl, whatever, right the busting t- uh, busting tables, like all that like it would be a well-oiled machine right? I mean, there's some restaurants that really have it and some that really don't have it. You can see it, right? I wouldn't have like, you know, the the tables would always be wiped down. You know, all of the crumbs would be, you know, swept up, you know, like you can tell when things are let go, right? It's, It's like that detail. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it's the simplest thing. It really is. But so many businesses don't do it. And you can do it in your business. You can do the exact same thing, um, I've got one uh, one person that I know of right now that is in a business that is so competitive, and the only big advantage that they have—not even their product—it's their customer service. Look at Zappos shoes or sneakers or whatever, right? Like where you bear, where you where you buy sneakers and shoes, like Zappos—they sell other people's shoes and sneakers, right? But they won on customer service. Same thing with Amazon. What did they do? They won you over. They went in the red. Because they had such good customer service and they were only going to make sure that you were happy. And then once they had you and once they had your trust in that, they know they got you for life, right? It's the same idea. Like Amazon did it to us, right? You can do the same thing to your customers. Just wow them with service. Telling you. Um, Starbucks, another quick example. And I started to go to that, but I kind of went backwards. Um, We went to lunch, had lunch, and then we said, let's go get a coffee. Went over to Starbucks, and man, this girl was fantastic. And she was bubbly over the speaker. You know, I did drive through. And then I got to the window, and she was just as bubbly there. Smile. Like, just, it's just incredible on when people treat you that way. You feel. Really good, but you also think differently of that business. There's other Starbucks in my area that I don't go to because I don't get that service, right? I skip that Starbucks and I only go to this one. This is a franchise, right? The franchise owner can make their Starbucks stand out from the other Starbucks right down the road just from the people serving the coffee. You ever think about that? It's pretty crazy, right? So the thing is is, is you have to understand that you have control of this as well. Perfect example your Amazon listings, you get reviews. You should be on there commenting back on those reviews, good or bad. Letting people know, I am present in my business. I am a real person, or we have real people that are paying attention. It's such a small detail, but it goes so far in business. So don't skip that, all right? Customer service reminder here from Scott. Over deliver on customer service. It really doesn't cost you all that much. You could hire someone on your team to do it, probably pay them a decent wage, but you'll get so much more back from that, trust me, all right? So you can probably even hear me, I'm slapping my hand, I'm so so excited about customer service today, all right? So with that all being said, let's dive in to this week's question, and I should remind you also that the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 556. All right, so let's do it, guys. Let's dive into this week's question and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. So now what I wanna do, though, is I wanna read the question that came in. It's not that long, but there's actually another part of the question which also makes this person believe that email marketing might be dead. So let's go ahead and read that question now. All right, so Seth asks the question here and he says, isn't email marketing dead? A lot of people are using Facebook Messenger with a 90% open rate. Do you use Facebook Messenger? All right, so first off, Seth, thank you so much for the question, and it's a good question. And I've asked myself this question kind of. I didn't ask myself if email marketing is dead, but I did ask myself, is Facebook Messenger worth it, right? We're hearing people saying that they're getting 90% open rates and like 50% click-through rates, all right? So let me just... Let me just kinda tell you what that means or explain to you what that means if you're not quite sure. What that means is that someone has opened a message from me and then someone has clicked the link inside of that message. Same thing with email, right? That's kinda how we see if it's still working, right? So if email was dead, then that would mean I would send an email out to a thousand people, let's say, and let's say I had five people open it up. That would be terrible, right? But what I can tell you right now, in multiple brands that I'm working in, including my own, we are seeing between 20 and 40% open rates on email, okay? 40% being on the high end, all right? And 20% being on the low end, all right? Now, the reason that we're getting such good open rates is, number one, we have a good headline or a subject line. So if you're struggling with email marketing right now and you're getting low opens, start playing around with different headlines. Don't make them that long. Make them shorter. And also use some curiosity and also deliver what you're going to deliver inside. So if you're going to give them five tips on how to catch more bass, well, then the subject line should be something like, you know, learn the new trick on how to catch five new bass or you know, this is uh, this new thing I found over the weekend, all right, or or, uh, you'll never believe what worked to catch these five fish, or something like that, right? Like, again, I'm thinking on the fly here, but you wanna use curiosity, but you also want them to be like, I wanna know what that is, right? So that's a good way to get your opens uh, coming in a little bit better, all right? So your opens on your emails, a lot of times, is because you don't have good subject lines, all right? And then the other thing is to get the click inside of there, you wanna also tell them a little bit about what you're gonna be sharing, but then the content inside of there should also get them to wanna to click the link to see more or to read the full thing or see the full video, something like that. So a lot of times when people are judging if email is dead, it's because those two components aren't really dialed in, all right? So that's what you need to understand there. Now let's talk about Facebook Messenger. We've actually experimented with this in one of our brands. And you know what? You're right. It does get really good open rates. But the question is, is on desktop when their message pops up and they haven't really opened it, but it kind of appears as they did. Is that really an open? Did they really look at my email? Now, if on email, if they open my email, it shows as an open. But on Facebook, it could kind of be skewed a little bit because it's not technically an open, right? But Here's one stat that I did find interesting and I thought was pretty awesome is that our click-through rate was 40%. Some of them were a little bit lower, 30. Some of them were 48%. So yes, I would say that you are getting a little bit more engagement right now, but email has been around for a long time. I don't believe it's going anywhere, all right? My personal opinion. So we're continuing to build our list We're also going to be using some Messenger stuff and we're going to be building some custom audiences in Facebook, but that's for a whole nother conversation. All right? Do I think that you should be going all in on Facebook Messenger? No. I think what you should be doing is maybe a mix of both, but I think you should be building your email list. All right? Now, here's another thing that uh, that really was kind of eye-opening to us is we sent out a promotion through our Messenger, okay? And then we sent out a promotion through our email. All right? We got a better conversion to a sale through email versus Messenger, all right? Now, we only tested that a couple of times. Again, you wanna test your market and see what works for you, but again, maybe that's just because they're on the platform where they're not really buying and they're there to really maybe consume content or be entertained, so maybe what you're going to do, and this is what we're doing, is using the Messenger to go to a piece of your content which the content could lead back to a sale. Now with email, we kind of do that same thing, but it seems to convert a little bit higher, all right? Now that one tip that I wanted to share with you on how you can increase your open rates on an email, here's one tip that I don't see a lot of people using at all, all right? Once you send out that email to your list, let's say it's a thousand people, and let's say that you get a 20% open rate, which is standard, by the way, Uh, getting 20% is really good in the email marketing world, all right? But let's say that you got 20% to open, that's 200 people, right? Now there's 800 people that never opened your email. In a lot of the programs out there, AWeber, MailChimp, I believe, and definitely ConvertKit, now Seva, uh, that's the new name, um, you can send to unopens. So what I generally do is I'll give it 24 hours and then I will send another email, maybe change the subject line just a little bit, the email's the same, and I will send to the unopens, people that didn't open the email. And I'll generally get between 8 and 10% more people. So by doing that one thing, we're able to get another 8 to 10% of those people to open our email, which also means a greater chance for them to click on the link to either buy something or go to a piece of our content. So you see where that's huge? If you are not doing that, you need to do that. And you're not bugging your list because you're only emailing to people that didn't open the email, all right? That's a big nugget right there. Write that one down and use that one the next time you send an email. All right, so there you go, guys. There's my answer to is email marketing dead and should I still build a list? I think the answer is yes. Can you use other things? Yes. Are there gonna be other shiny objects? Yes. But I still think that you have to figure out a way to communicate and I think email is a great one still to this day. But I also think we can use that as an asset, whether we want to upload that to Facebook or we want to use that as a custom audience or retargeting. We have all of those things we can do as well. All right, guys. So I want to remind you, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 556. If you want to ask your own question, a couple different ways you can do it, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. You can do it there. Or you can just head over to the YouTube channel at theamazingsellerTV.com. Ask a question over there. I'll do my best to answer on an upcoming episode. Ascot session all right guys so that's it that's gonna wrap it up remember as always i'm here for you i believe in you and i'm rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud take action have an awesome amazing day and i'll see you right back here on the next episode